What's the one thing all great teams have in common? Great coaching. Try to suck up to me, Andrew. Hey, Goldberg! I bet if that talk was a cheeseburger, you stop it. No, I agree. I would not be an acid physically. I have more of a podcast body. Clap, 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 clap. It's the Quack Attack Podcast. Hey, everybody. I don't have khakis. I'm Mike. That's Tommy. Hello, everyone. That's Kevin. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Quack Attack Podcast, the definitive Mighty Ducks Podcast. We are back with our last episode review of the season, of the series. Who knows? Hopefully not, but it's possible. It's uh, bittersweet times here as we move into episode 10, entitled Lights Out. Um, I have some thoughts, but we'll go, let's go to Kevin, your initial thoughts. Actually, I was, Mike, can you give us your thoughts first? You've always given, gone to Kevin and I, we want to hear from you, you know, the real maestro of the quack attack. Your thoughts. (laughs) Sure. I thought it was really good. It was probably my favorite episode of the season, uh, which, you know, maybe you would expect for a finale, but, um, you know, the criticism of not having hockey all season sort of. Um, alleviated at least for one episode there you had 20 25 minutes of pure hockey a lot of uh really good moments between alex and jace and all that sort of stuff you know actually sort of dealing with the message i think they were trying to send about do you give up your spore and the ceiling and like what do you give up in terms of your childhood when it comes to this and also the positives of you know playing hockey and really caring about hockey so um yeah i thought those storylines were good obviously nick everything sort of came together like i was very very satisfied uh, at the end of the season so um yeah big fan but uh, tommy your initial thoughts um i agree with a lot of things you say i think like probably anyone else who watches this um you're gonna feel maybe two two ways about this one this is a this is a very good episode but it's really hard not to be disappointed by the lack of ducks in it and i i think we'll we'll talk about the overall season at a later episode i don't because i don't want to get into too much about that i want to keep the focus on episode 10 if we can but it, it's hard not to have kind of left that you know the lack of ducks really influence how you might feel. And I know there's going to be some people who say, oh, there weren't any ducks, there weren't any Bombay, you know, screw this series, et cetera. It was terrible. But you, like Kevin said, I think we were talking about episode seven, you know, taking the vacuum. That was a very good episode. And I think this was a very good episode. I think Coach T was awesome. I think, honestly, he was the missing link to a lot of these episodes. We didn't have the big bad, you know, Coach Mm. T was probably a lot of fun to write for. He had the best lines, just like he did in, in season one. He had a, it was a very interesting character and I'm, I'm hoping that if we did get a season three, that it's just about coach T in Winnipeg. Um, <laughs> maybe with uh, the other ducks, uh, spruce in Sam has a big layover in Juno or something and gets lost and, <laughs> like you know, trying to take a connecting flight, but anywho, yes, overall thoughts, good episode. A lot of people are going to be disappointed with the lack of ducks. I think coach T almost made up for it though. I like it. Kevin. Uh, okay. Kind of three main points for me. Um, one, Tommy kind of took the words right out of my mouth. I think it's really hard to, for at least for us to kind of separate this from the season as a whole, uh, and not be disappointed. Um, Mm -hmm. just generally, I think it's really hard for this not to be colored by that. Um, 
that's just kind of more of a, a, a series thing, but, um, or a season thing, but, um, number two, I, I don't, this season or this, this finale was like far, far too like lovey dovey for me. Like <laughs> it was just like, I don't know. They laid it on really thick with like, with, you know, Evan just being a little bitch the whole time. <laughs> and like, like, you know, it's just like, come on. And then, and then Jay, I don't know, like, we'll get into that, but, um, I, it was just like, I don't know it like, we didn't need to have like eight morals of this story in one, in one, you know, in one episode. I don't know. I think that was kind of, I don't know. I just kind of, I don't know. I just didn't love that. Um, yeah. And another, another main like issue for me too, is like, there was no conflict like, like at when it comes to the hockey, like the hockey just existed. Like it wasn't, there was no suspense, no, you know, it was even like the, the penalty shot, like felt like okay that just happened like you didn't like, like that we, they we turned the care. lights out we didn't get two shits. yeah that was weird <laughs> yeah i wrote that down but that was weird but yeah like i don't know it's, didn't that didn't it feel just empty like the hockey like like they they played a hockey game against a team that we really don't care about at all the the stakes did and, not and seem it's very hard. i get that it's hard yeah i get that it's hard to like kind of squeeze that into a 30 minute episode as well but like I don't know. This it just felt like yeah. there was no setup at all for that. I mean, the fact that it was like kind of Canada thrown in at the end was kind of like I I do feel like they should have set up more. They should have set up Jace being this otherworldly player. I like I didn't really feel like he was like we were supposed to know he was the prodigy until I guess at this point, or maybe in the last episode when Cole talks about, oh, Jace could go all the way and stuff like that. Like, I feel like that definitely could have used some massaging early on to show how, like, he was not just good. He was by far and away the best player, like, at this camp or whatever. So I do, I, yeah, I do feel like they could have set it up a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I the hockey, you know, they went back and forth. Like, yeah, there could have been a little more, you know, drama maybe with, you know, some Iceland-type antics and, you know, hitting and stuff like that. But, yeah. Like, I, I almost feel like it. W this would have worked better as, like, a double episode. Like, whether that's, you know, one hour long or two 30-minute two episodes. Where it just, I don't know, it felt rushed. It felt... um just like the hockey felt empty for me. It was like good, good hockey. Like it looked good, but mm -hmm. um, it's just, I don't know, for me, it just kind of fell flat, but that was, those are my, my, my three main thoughts on that part. Also just a very quick thought also. Um, so like the best player in camp was completely absent on the ice. Yeah, like I completely did. absent. I did write that and down. Still got scouted somehow. So yeah, um, Lawrence didn't do anything the entire game, and I was like, "Oh, what a poor performance from Lawrence!" And he's like, "Oh, I got six like colleges interested <laughs> yeah, in me." Uh, and I was like, "Oh, uh, that was weird." Yeah, that that I did write down. Um, as we talked about turning out the lights on the penalty shot, like huge disadvantage for the goalie there. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know where the puck is, but yeah, that was weird. And like, cause they. Cole was giving that speech to Evan or pumping him up and they just turned the lights out. And I, I was like, what is happening? Like, I, I thought we were going to get some kind of like coach T cutting the power or something. You know, <laughs> yeah. like... That's what I thought at first. I was like, Oh, they just turned the power off and you turn to it. And like Dwayne's like roped the, the power guy or something. I, don't know. <laughs> I, I, I like Ev or Kevin's idea of like making this a double episode. You can kind of raise the stakes a little bit more. Um, you get more coach T in there, I guess. 
when the the U Team USA like scout went and talked to to Jace like between the first and second period, I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, that was messed yeah. up. And I guess it's like he's doing that on purpose. It's like, oh, now pressure's on you. And and then I guess I I did like the whole like Jace kind of being like, I don't know if I want to play hockey the rest of my life, so I'm just gonna screw this up, whatever. Um, what the? Come yeah. on, that's uh, like him faking. Like yeah, that's I couldn't buy that at all. Yeah, and the uh, well, how did you guys feel about you know the uh, the end essentially mirroring the end of D one, which you know the penalty shot, and then I, I think as soon as I saw um, Jace get hooked or whatever, um, I knew that he was going to say Evan should take it or whatever. Right. Great, great, great quote from Coach T on that one though. That was a totally legal hook. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, no, very. Yeah, lots of D one vibes for sure. Yeah. Um, Even the celebration when he like throws his hat, like that was like almost frame for frame. I feel. Yeah, and like even when they turned the lights out, it was very the beginning of D one with Gordon Bombay. Uh, that's kind of how they had like the spotlight on him when he missed. So I did, I I, I felt that, but I also was like, you can't just turn the lights out. Um, like yeah. that's a huge disadvantage for the goalie. So, um, I guess as I like, I'm literally coming right off of watching it as we talk about this. So as I guess as we talk about it more, maybe my my opinions will change, but I am a sucker. So like the lovey dovey stuff sort of got me in a way that it did not get Kevin. I guess anything. I wish, I wish we could have watched this before you were a dad. Oh, interesting. <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Maybe it, maybe it changed there for sure. Yeah. Any initial thoughts before we, you know, go in to it here. Let, let's go into it. Let's uh, let's start at the beginning yeah. of the episode, um, which I guess you've got, Coob, you know, setting things up. This is the last time we're ever gonna yeah. whatever see each other. I, I I liked that like trope from him, how he kept doing that over and over. I thought that was funny. Yeah, yeah that was good. Um, so yeah, you have that, and then you know they go they go to the practice facility, which was a disappointment. I feel like I don't know why they maybe there's some scheduling conflicts with the Honda Center or whatever. But uh, I was like, okay, um, Cam Fowler just lurking. <laughs> yeah, Cam Fowler is just around. It gives them. So I did want to ask you about this. So, wait, 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 wait. I feel like we're jumping way too. Oh, okay, okay. A good bit here. We we have the we have the Cole and Alex. I yeah, guess, I li- I liked that scene where she was like trying to coach him how to be like a dad in the stands. I thought that was funny. Yeah, let's let's talk about that a little bit. Um, how should a dad dress? I guess what they should have done is given a nod, like, well, don't wear a, a jacket for the opposing team, a la Mr. <laughs> Banks. Mm. Uh, yeah. that would have been a nice little nod. The khakis was good. Nice joke about Josh Jamel kind of looking good no matter what. Yeah, that um, was funny. I, I probably when he goes, "Can I bring my whistle?" And she's like, yeah. "No." <laughs> yeah, that was funny. I, I feel like we can go to the practice arena now. Well, well hold, I, on, hold on, Mike. What was your dad like watching oh, yeah. you play hockey? Oh, That's so my great question. Interesting. My dad was my coach for a long time. Um, so just he, like Coach Cole. Yeah, I guess so. so Very he, autobiographical this series for Mike. No wonder he liked the end. Uh, my dad was not a former NHL player and did not put a ton of pressure on me. So I've I've met your dad a few times, and I feel like he would be firmly in the wearing khakis category. Oh yeah, he's a big khakis guy. Um, he definitely owned the khakis. Uh, yeah, he was not a former NHL player. He was a pretty good. Like he was very good at developing fundamentals, but you know he did not play in the NHL and stuff like that. So I guess some of the more advanced tactics were not his specialty. But he was he was a really good coach. Um, yeah, I did not have any sort of Cole Jace relationship with him. It was much did, more uh, friendly. 
when he was no longer your coach, um, could you like hear him cheering or yelling at you from the stands? No, he didn't say much during the games. My mom, I could hear. My mom was a big yeller. So like, yeah, just the, come on. I always, that's all I always remember that. No, he was good. He would, we would come back, you know, after the game and break it down and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah, it, it was, are there plans in your future to be a hockey coach? We'll see. We'll see if my daughters like hockey. Uh, they kind of do right now uh, just because, you know, their cousins play hockey and stuff. So we'll see. So anyway, I did I did think that was – I did think Cole did a good job of being like a hockey dad for the first uh, couple mm-hmm. of periods there. You know, were you okay with his sudden step back and his reasoning that, you know, oh, after the Jace thing, I don't want to mess it up and, you know. It was kind of sudden, but yeah, I, I thought it fit well with you know kind of the the story of the season. Um, I thought that was good, and and you know it allowed for some funny some funny moments in there. Uh, and plus, you allow like the comeback also, which is an important piece as well. Yeah. All right. And then we go to the practice facility, and Cam Fowler is there. At least he gets his name uh- in there. I just got to throw this out there. I was like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At least, like we said, at least he said his name this time as like last time. So maybe he gets a little, you know, clout boost from that. Uh, but yeah, they maybe they should have been more, even more over it. There's a Campbell or a defenseman for the Anaheim Ducks, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but it is always awkward when you have to like say the name, but you got to do it. Um, and then they give him the jersey. So this is... Anaheim's reverse retro jersey that the NHL does every year where they have new jerseys that are kind of supposed to look like old jerseys and do you think Adidas and or Anaheim paid for that placement I I don't know like I don't really know what their relationship is at this point like with Disney and everything but um I like the unis I thought I thought they're cool yeah I I imagine there was kind of handshakes or something because like espn broadcasts nhl right yes and of course espn is owned by disney so i imagine like it benefits both to have like solid hockey placement in there um Mm. so i don't know that there needed to be like any weird like um now we did talk about all the honey nut cheerios placements in season one and how um adam goldberg told us about how you accept like that product placement money so you can get like a bigger budget things like that um but i don't i don't know maybe i'm being naive but i feel like they could have just done that and everyone would be like yeah sure it's fine use this it's great it benefits all parties right makes sense um so yeah they get the jerseys and then we have the very season one finale-esque of you know the teams running into each other in the hallway alex and coach d back again what did you uh, make of Coach T and his sort of backstory about you know, going to Canada and everything? I, I thought it was very good. I also liked uh, Alex's first line where she was like, Coach T, what the hell? <laughs> I <laughs> yeah. thought that was really just like a, I got a chuckle out of me. Um, no, I, I thought it was funny. I thought like it fits his character so perfectly and how pissed off he is to do has to live in Canada now. That's, I don't know. I, I thought it was great. Yeah. I really liked it. I thought that was great. It was probably a ton of fun for uh, to to be able to kind of like write all of his lines. Um, great and lines. Yeah, it's just really good. And you know, him being this huge heel was great. Um, 
I think it fits him perfectly. And again, we need at least a spinoff of Coach T in Canada. Mm. Him, him saying like he had to break up with both moms he was dating. It was pretty yeah, odd. that's so funny. And, uh, and the line that he gives to Evan too was great, where he said, uh, "I see your." I see your face every time I have to cut bacon with a knife and a fork. <laughs> yeah. So we move on. Canada. No, we, we speculated on the last pod. Maybe Logan shows up on Team Canada. That did not happen. Would have been incredible. That I, I do think that would have made maybe more of a storyline uh, during the hockey. Maybe that might have assuaged Kevin a little bit too. But uh, we have Nick going in, pulling the... I don't know, Charlie Conway to take himself out of the game and he rolled his knee uh, and then, you know, giving the big speech. How convinced were you about Nick's injury and his speech there? So uh, very soft injury. (laughs) Um, It's almost like, you know, we've got this great bit planned for episode 10 where Nick is hurt, but we forgot to hurt him in one of the first nine episodes. (laughs) And so have him say he wants to run to the uh, arena kind of trip and then say he's hurt but i did like the whole him like you know essentially everyone being like yeah like we hope you get better like whoever whoever wasn't said it they were like congrats on the season well played yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah, and they're like clap it up and then there's like no no clapping uh six in the middle we're done hands in guys i I did like that he like brought up sophie and we're like come on that was that was really good uh and uh they they would not even let him put his uh, uniform on or his jersey on at all. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, and like like I, I have it written in my notes. Like, why is he in the stands? Like, Great why point. would he be on the bench? Great point. Yeah, when you're injured, usually you're you wear the jersey and you're on the you're on the bench um, or in the penalty box. Sometimes when when we were younger, we had to wear helmets. But you know, this is a Disney show. You got to see those faces. But uh, we go on. We have we have the hockey. We have Jace dominating. We talked a little bit about the USA Hockey Scout. Um, uh, also, also a gut punch to Evan from that scout too. <laughs> oh, and he was like, "Are you? I'm looking for Jace." Yeah, can you point me in the direction of Jace? And he's like, "Fuck." <laughs> <laughs> it's like, can't you read the name on the back of my jersey, dickhead? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, like you know Jace's number, and, and, and you're familiar with him. Also, yet again, a missed opportunity for like a little nod, like like it could be his last name could have been Tibbles or something like and yeah. nothing like it's yeah. so annoying. We speculated about that. Yeah, he talked about USA Hockey and yeah, he could have been the Junior Goodwill Games Committee or something. It, it didn't even need to be Tibbles. Like it could have been Tibbles' son. Like right. That's, you know, like, I don't know. Brent that's Tibbles. Just... just say your name is Brent Tibbles, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so we have that, and then you have, obviously, the Evan and Alex sort of conversation there. I personally, you know, that that seemed very, like, real to me and very, uh, very well done. Like, like, I thought Evan handled it like a, you know, 14-year-old kid would, <laughs> where he was, like, he sort of realized, you know, I'm not going to make it, and, like... I'm pissed. And Alex was like, Hey, like this was not just a waste of time. You had everything, you know, you, you're this life that you created with your friends and your skills and all that, that still was like worthwhile, even though you didn't make it. And he was like, F you, but did you see it as well as I did? I guess. I, I, um, okay. Uh, I thought like Alex seemed pretty unprepared for that um so i guess it was good realistic that she didn't have like you know the magic bullet or whatever 
Um, but it is kind of like, you know, Evan, you're 13, you know, you're not done growing. It's like, Hey, you're going to work your ass off in high school. And if you want to play college hockey, you can play college hockey. We're going to prove those scouts wrong. You know, that kind of, and it's just, again, but it's clearly, clearly Alex doesn't want her son to play hockey. Like that's, <laughs> that's what true. it is. I, so, yeah, I, I think I, I have two points on this. I did think it was a good speech from Alex and I do think it fit with her character. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think her saying, yeah, we can make it happen and you can go to college and put like, that doesn't fit what she is. Um, so, I, but I did think her speech was good. The only, my only like kind of overarching issue with this is just like how like dramatic Evan was like, I, and, and that's been a theme all season too. Like it just gets a little like even beyond like typical, like teen dramatic stuff. Um, it's just like, and I, I think this has been an issue for me kind of all season like they have all these little things where like the the players go so over the top dramatic but it it, it's not like there's no build-up to it it just like happens so it's like really hard to believe I, I think I don't know and that was kind of one of my issues with this episode but that's that's generally my thoughts on that yeah fair enough to to Tommy's point like yeah Evan you you're not like 17 like where it's like you're gonna go to college next year and like you don't have any sort of interest like you could still work it through but um yeah I, I did think again I did think it was really good for him to realize like I'm probably not gonna play in the NHL and I think that was like the kind of message that they were trying to send all season like is it worth it when you're probably not gonna make it and I thought it was good that they sort of also twisted it and said like yeah it, it can still be worth it even though you're not going to be an NHL superstar. So again, I thought it was a good scene. Uh, we moved to uh, Nick becoming the announcer uh, with Rich Eisen. Uh, first of all, credit to Alex Vlahos, who said, you know, they're, they're going to lose Nick and, and gain Jace. Uh, possible. It's possible that happens where Nick does something other than hockey if we do get a season three. Um, so I guess he, I'll give him half credit on that bold prediction there, but, um, yeah, Alex and Rich Eisen, the chemistry there. And then Alex coming, or sorry, Nick and Rich Eisen, just your feelings. Did, did it do it for you comedy wise? I I thought it was, I I thought it was good. I, I I don't think Rich Eisen was as funny as he's been. And maybe that's just because we've seen him every episode. It's no longer like a shock. Uh, I thought Nick was really good. I, I thought it was funny of him like choking on the popcorn and that's how like he gets handed the reins. Um, but uh, it, like truly, did they just blow their entire budget on Rich Eisen for cameos? <laughs> like, like we didn't need this much Rich Eisen. Like it was really funny the first time, right. the second time. And it's like, okay, it's like, I mean, and I, again, I love Rich Eisen, but like, it's I don't know it just it felt forced this time almost but I thought it was I thought it was cool for Nick I thought that was a a cool like turn for his character yeah yeah it was a cool yeah that is a good point like the Rich Eisen cameo at the beginning I was like oh my god Rich Eisen that's uh hilarious and now yeah he I did not expect him to become a regular character in the show it feels like instead of four was it four or five episodes of rich eisen like if we got one episode of rich eisen and then like other cameos that would have been really cool but they were like nope we're just gonna go full rich Eisen. yeah i guess you know you do kind of have to have essentially an announcer right you know um in it and like i liked the rich eisen you know overall everything um but yeah i I agree he wasn't as strong in this episode 
you know, he used to stick to his uh, day job, uh, which he's very good at. Um, and yeah. I thought Nick was very good, though. I thought all of his interactions in the, you know, press box or whatever were, were really good. And I thought Nick was uh, was very good overall in this episode. And um, it's kind of an interesting, like, I want to say almost ending on what I you kind of say is a low note for Nick, where it's mm-hmm. like, it, the kind of like the last we see him is kind of in the in the booth or whatever and he's not with his friends on the ice and he doesn't have kind of like you know the kiss from Maya or whatever and so that was kind of a interesting end to the saga of Nick uh if there is no season three yeah yeah I I am more upset about the Nick Maya thing in the previous episode now because I thought they were gonna pay it off a little bit in episode 10 but they kind of threw it in there and then they you know didn't deal with it at all after that so that was uh yeah it just kind of felt like a a time waster uh now uh for to do all that kind of stuff and they had sort of some things early on in the season that sort of set that up that we picked up on and i was feeling good that they were gonna pay it off and they did not so that was a little disappointed uh so we go back obviously to the game you know the uh, first of all Kube. Wouldn't you figure the dominate goalie is the better goalie? Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. He, uh, I, I, I wrote down, Coop not trying again. <laughs> Coop. Uh, and then what was your just instant reaction? Coach T caused the flying V. Uh, I thought that was fantastic. I thought that was really good. Yeah, that was a that good. That was great. You know, I, I, I'm embarrassed to say it, but I'd almost forgotten about the flying V. It's kind of like, <laughs> Oh yeah, the flying V. Like you think we'd get that sometime during this season, and here we get it from Team Canada. So that was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was good. That was a good way to twist it up. I, uh, I, Rich Eisen's quote, where he's like, "That is some passive aggressive stuff right there." Was really good. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Uh, and then just a small Easter egg for the people. Uh, I believe Kozar for Canada scores for the flying V. Melissa Kozar, the director of this episode, so mm-hmm. got herself in there. Uh, for the flying V. And then obviously you have the whole Jace thing. And then you go to the locker room scene where Sophie calls him out. Evan, you know, gives the big speech. Cole comes in just your, your highlights and lowlights of, you know, the locker room scene there, Tommy. Yeah. I guess the whole like Jace was faking it thing. And then Evan, kind of coming through again it's all like you know 22 minute episode whatever it's like everyone's got to have like change of heart very quickly no (laughs) no uh, brooding on anything um but i guess it was good i guess evan being like you've got so much talent and for guys like me who don't have it essentially you know like seeing you throw that away is like heartbreaking but it is like jason i mean like i'm part of a team and this is what i want but i'm saying like oh once you're a duck you're always a duck and that's a great time for like carp just poke his head in Mm. um but no i was okay with it but it was like uh sophie um being like you know giving her like kind of squinting and like shrugging like what are you what are you doing you know that kind of thing it wasn't you know i don't know her her speech in the uh previous episode was was a lot better i liked i liked sophie's speech i the the whole jace thing I, i just i still don't buy it i don't that's just weird um but uh I thought, yeah, I was fine. Um, Evan kind of, yeah, like like you said, kind of so quickly coming to his senses was a little uh, 
felt abrupt, but uh, you know, I get it. Uh, it's it's a quick episode. Um, but yeah, I thought it was fine. Yeah, I, I liked I liked the um, like the A team handshake though that they threw in there. So that was good. Yeah the the Jace faking it. Like, I don't know. Like, you had one scout talk to you, and then you're trying to, like, throw everything away. Like, if he was, like, faking it the whole time or something, and they had, like, set it up better, maybe it was a little better. But, um, yeah, for the I, most part. I also, I also like, okay, so if if everything, if that hadn't happened, like, still, the outcome is still going to be the same. Like, they're still going back to Minnesota. You still live in Cal- like there's no difference between. Right. The two. And I get like whatever it's a fourteen year old, thirteen year old, whatever. But and you uh, could also be like, "Hey, I'm flattered, but no, thank you." Right. Like, yeah. I'm playing <laughs> hockey, so I'm gonna. Right. But I guess like a thirteen year old isn't really gonna think that way. They might be like, "Oh, if I suck, they won't," you know, uh, you know, they won't want me anymore. It's like a a kid trying to like set up his parents or something. Like, oh, they've they've got to like if I lock them in the same room, they're gonna hash things out or whatever, you know. Good point. Yeah, I'd li- like I I kind of feel the same way. Like it was okay, like for the story, whatever. But I did have some issue with it as we go on. Um, and then we have obviously the penalty shot. Uh, anything we we talked on it a little bit. Anything else we needed to to discuss about that sequence? Uh, quick, uh, as as a teammate, I would not have been comfortable with Evan taking that shot. <laughs> like he he turned that shot down like three or four times. Uh, so I I would not be like, yes, uh, let's give Evan the reins after him being like, no, 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 no. Um, <laughs> so just saying that. Yeah, a real you know, Gee should take it moment, and then you know, at least it wasn't like Cole being like, oh, I think Evan should take it. At least it was Jace this time to be like, hey, you're screw those scouts and all that kind of stuff. So just, I guess we, we also talked about the hockey scenes, uh, anything on the penalty shot or the hockey scenes that we still need to discuss here. So when they had kind of the, the close up on Evan, you know, skating toward the goalie, it looked very unnatural. Him just kind of like shimming his shoulders a little bit. Like he wasn't actually skating. Um, and then, you know, think about how, like how good some of the like, the penalties looked in like D1 and D2. And now maybe I'm like misremembering, but I'm just like, wow, that goalie for Canada really sucked, you know? <laughs> um, so I was expecting them to kind of like have off the post and in um, another little homage to, to Charlie Conway, but it was good. You know, glad that he made it. Who would have wanted overtime anyway? Also post celebrate or during the celebration, we finally get some quacks. Yeah. Yes, we got the quacks. We had some quacks at the very beginning. Uh, I think episode one, and now you know they brought it back in episode two or episode ten, I should say. Yeah. Other than that, I did like the the Canada kid being like Winnipeg has a very active cultural scene uh, to coach yeah. team. That was funny. We talked about Lawrence. Uh, you know, poor performance from him, but I guess the scouts are still on him. And then Nick, obviously, I've got to do post game analysis. I thought was funny. And then we really go to the final scene, unless there's anything else for you. Final, final scene, scene, you got all the buses wait, being wait, packed hang up. On, hang on, but I, I did think it was seemed dickish for the the scout to be like, Coach Cole told me of a high floor. I thought that was weird. <laughs> oh yeah. So I did like it was like the D three guy. So they showed they showed Saint Olaf like the Saint Olaf scout like three times, which is a small school in Minnesota. So I don't know. 
I was trying to figure out if that was like placement too, or that was just like they kept using a similar shot or whatnot to transition. But yeah, I saw Saint Olaf like three times, which I thought was kind of weird when you had, you know, other placards for like University of Denver. They said University of Michigan was there and stuff like that. So good for Saint Olaf for getting in, uh, getting in my next game changers. Yeah, high floor. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, not the greatest compliment. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I did like how it all, you know, played out there for Evan and yeah, I'm interested. So yeah, we go to the final scene. Everybody's wrapping up. You had Gertie and Sam and AJ and Fries and Coob. You had Alex and Cole and even Sophie and Jace. Um, just your your top moment there from that final sequence. He was like AJ and Coob being bros for life. Um <laughs> And then him going by my real bro for life or something like that. Um, I liked it. And I did it kind of like, the, you know, him and Coob, or at least him coming around to Coob and Coob being like, this is weird. Um, so I, I enjoyed that. Um, and the fact that those are all minor characters. And that's the part I liked most about the last scene might tell you something how I felt about the others. Mm. Um, like Jace, like, why didn't, like, he, it's funny. He like hugs Sophie and it's like, you're not going to like give her a kiss or anything. <laughs> and then he gives her a kiss. Great, and, great hoodie game from Jace, though. Yeah. Oh, great yeah. Game. Yeah. So, uh, um, I know uh, wearing hoodies when it's 96 degrees out is like in now, but <laughs> he did look very good. It was a light hoodie. You could tell it was, yeah. a, it was a very light hoodie. Um, um, it, was a sh- it was a shirt hoodie. Yeah. Alex and Coach Cole, you know. I don't know. I don't know if they have a future. Yeah, we'll uh, see. I, I liked Gertie. I liked Gertie's uh, explanation on how to get to where she lives in Canada. I thought that yes. was really funny. That yeah. was great. My, my favorite of that last scene. Also, the, the water bottle thing was funny. Yeah. Gertie talking about you got to find Bob with a seaplane and, you know, he's got to <laughs> wait for enough and then just call me. Like, not on the phone, but call me. Yeah, that was funny. Gertie and Sam, like, kind of satisfying, even though, again, Sam didn't have many moments in the entire season. But I don't know. Somehow, like... I feel like Gertie sort of pulled I, I him upwards. Like, yeah, I feel like we. I wish we'd gotten that sooner. Yeah, that's a good point. But uh, yeah, maybe uh, eh, who knows? Gertie's going back to Alaska. But yeah, so overall, I mean, we've come to the end here. Ten episodes. It's been fun. It's been fun going on the Discord, seeing everybody. It's been fun, um, you know, talking with Tommy and Kevin, obviously. But your your initial reaction on the season. What what grade would you give it there? C plus. Interesting. Oh, we're going uh school scale. Okay. Uh, oh, I mean, so I guess sure. um that's a six. I mean, school scale C plus is a seventy seven. I don't. We would not give this a seven point seven out of ten. Probably six and a half out of ten. I'm. I'll, I'm gonna go. Oh, I'm gonna go C minus just because like I I feel like there were so many opportunities to just just. Mm. placate us like and like it never happened like i feel like there are so many just like little opportunities to just sprinkle in a little bit of nostalgia and it never happened um and like there were no cameos except for the what five second one in episode one and like that's all we got um so yeah i think i think i don't know there were some really good episodes but i I feel like that just kind of colors it for for me for the entire season that's fair. Yeah, I, I think the second half of the season was stronger. Um, but again, like and now C plus six and a half, that's not bad. Like I've I've definitely watched entire shows that I've liked 
you know, less, <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. Um, but season one was, I think was very strong. Yeah. You know, season two, it's like, I, I'd really love to kind of hear from, you know, the writers and producers, like what were the, the challenges they had, obviously, because they lost Emilio and you had to like, you basically had to start from scratch, you know, honestly. Yeah. But Mike, what, what's your grade? I might just be riding the high of, season, of episode 10. I would give it a B minus. Um, I would look back on season one and give that an A though. Uh, I don't know what grade I would have, I gave it or would have given it after like right after the end of season one. But I do think season one, as I look back on it and compare the two, like really sort of captured, uh, I guess pun kind of intended here, the spirit of the ducks of the mighty ducks there uh, where, you know, this ragtag team came about and they won the championship and there's all these good feelings where this season was a lot different. It wasn't so much like a like linear storyline. And I think that can be good sometimes, but it definitely was fumbled a little bit here. So those are my grades. They did. I think we've talked about a, a little bit. They did sort of, you know, end the season without, anything to go to season three with like we don't know if cole's coming back we don't know if jace what jace is gonna do do you think that was like intentional with the hope you know hey we we want to get bombay or charlie conway or somebody to to step in for season three or or was that just sort of like you know they felt like the story needed to end at the end of the summer i think both i think very intentional like you, you, you still have all these characters who could like kind of go one way, they can go a different way. And also now, again, you've got, okay, if they get greenlit for a third season, um, you got, okay, you, you kind of have to have like a very good pitch and also say, oh, we've got this person on board and this person on board. If you get greenlit for that third season, you get to start fresh again, essentially. And basically you're looking at them all. It, they've, so a lot of them have like started to hit puberty. It's like, you've got to be in high school essentially. And mm-hmm. so you can kind of take another step. It's like, okay, we want this to be more of like a, a teen, you know, comedy, drama, whatever. Give us the Friday Night Lights treatment. That's all <laughs> we want. Yeah. No, I think I was trying to think of ways Jace and Cole could come back. Because I think the the casting thing for Jace was that he was a new recurring character, which me, to me means like beyond this season. And it would have to be some sort of, junior goodwill games type competition you know where cole gets a call that he's the coach of team usa you know he brings jace and jace says well let's bring the ducks and all that kind of stuff and then you have you know other characters sprinkled in as well so if if it's season three i do think that's the way to do it but um let's go quickly to a short break and then our mvps we are back we're going to give our MVP, our LVP, and our quote of the episode. I did forget Kevin has a heart out, so he's going to give his awards and then jump off here. Uh, okay, my MVP, uh, I think, obviously, is Coach T. Uh, he was just fantastic. I wish we had him all this, all season. Uh, my least valuable player is AJ, just because he was a ghost um, on the ice. And uh, my quote was, uh, whatever the full quote is of uh, both moms I was dating from Coach T. That, that one I, made me very much laugh out loud. There you go. Love it. Uh, we'll right. say bye to Kevin. Good work this season, Kevin, as he jumps to, you know, an actual work meeting. So Kevin right. is slowly, quack, quack. <laughs> slowly getting off the pod. There we go. He's gone now. We can talk shit about him if we want to. But let's go to your MVP, Tommy. 
MVP is also going to be Coach T. I think that's a no-brainer. Um, great in the episode and made me very nostalgic for season one. Um, but also, I, I think that um, I think he helped wrap up season two very well. Um, and quote of the episode is that um, again, whatever the exact quote is, you know, whenever I have to cut my bacon, you know, I'm picturing your face. I thought that was good. LVP. That's tough for me because I, I didn't think um, there was anyone necessarily like bad in this. There were a couple of like little weird moments. Like I mentioned, I, I didn't love Sophie's speech. Uh, and then like Jace, you know, pretending to be bad. I think I'm going to give it to the Team USA scout for going to a 13-year-old <laughs> between periods. And, and basically, I need to see if he can overcome pressure by putting pressure on him. It's yeah. like, um, that's not really your job as the scout unless like, I don't know, unless I'm missing something there. Um, I guess he did say like, oh, I wanted to get to you first. It's like, you know, Team USA, I think is right. going to get some kind of like, and it's not like you can't go to college and also represent their national team or whatever. Um, and like, you're also going to be, I mean, unless it's like, oh, this is like the U16 team and you kind of have to dedicate your time to that. But I'm giving him the LVP um, for what I believe was poor form when dealing with an adolescent. Yeah, that's fair. I did think about that. Like, who are you competing with if you're Team USA? Is like Jace a dual national? Is he gonna play? Yeah, for like that? is his was his mom Canadian or something like that? Yeah. So I did think about that. That's a good choice. Uh, my MVP, yeah, Coach T is a good pick. I gave it to Jace just because he, you know, held everything together, um, and I thought he was very good while doing that. But yeah, Coach T is a good pick there. LVP, I agree with Kevin. I gave it to Lawrence just because he was non-existent in the biggest game the showcase game so i think those colleges are just looking more on you know raw skills and potential than actually any you know actual any play there uh my quote of the episode came from nick actually it was uh when he was doing the the speech and he was like well yeah we we did the whole sticks in the middle thing for you so if he sticks in the middle we're done hands in guys and that is it 10 episodes we've done it it was, a little, it was a little bit of a rocky ride there without the, the screeners and whatnot, but we did it. Like I said, it's been lots of fun for this season to converse with everybody on social media and the Discord and to converse with Tommy and Kevin. I am sad it's over, uh, but I'm glad we got, you know, two seasons. If we get a third season, even better. We will see. And, you know, you know where to find us, thequarkdeck.com. Go there, contact us at QuackTechPod on Twitter, Facebook.com slash QuackTechPod. Go to iTunes, give us five stars. Tell us what you thought of the season. Give us your grade. And remember, ducks fly together. Ducks fly together.